Pro Cannabis Media and PCM TV programming is supported by Revolutionary Clinics in Massachusetts, the number one medical dispensary where the patient comes first. And by Salient Systems for Video Surveillance. You've got regulations, Salient has solutions for your security needs. And by Accounting Buds, your number one accounting solution for the cannabis industry. And by TCP's Style Lighting Grow Kit. All you need to grow. Well, here we are. Thank God it's another Friday edition of Green Rush Live on Pro Cannabis Media. Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media and the host of Green Rush Live this week when we celebrate Women in History Month. Yes, I'm sure you've heard by now that March is Women in History Month. We at Pro Cannabis Media decided we would extend that a little bit and add the word cannabis into it. Duh, it certainly makes sense. Women in cannabis history. And the first person that I thought of who would be a great guest host during this show was a toss-up, to be honest, between both people who are on this show right now. We've got Jamie Pearson, the CEO of Bang Nation. Hi, Jamie. Hi. And thank you so much for joining us. And also, speaking of legends, uh, Mara Gordon from California. Hello, Mara. Hi there, Jimmy. Thank you, both of you, for, for joining us here today. And it is a celebration of women in cannabis history. And uh, my dear friend uh, and a regular on our show, Kurt Dalton, had written a beautiful newsletter about why he thinks the future of cannabis is females. Jamie, is the future of cannabis in females or is it already here? It's a good question. Uh, I would say cannabis is a female plant. The, the future of cannabis should be female I've long stated that I think women have uh, should have a seat at the table. And so I think I'm going to have to answer in the affirmative. Yeah, there you go. And Mara, what's your what's your immediate reaction to that comment is, is the future of the cannabis industry female? Well, there's a difference between what is reality and what it should be, in my opinion. In my opinion, it should be because women are uh, tend to be the healers and the and the nurturers and families and understand they've been making medicines for millennia. Um, what it, the reality of it seems to be quite different, though, unfortunately. And I and I also feel like there's a little tiny bit of like let's let's give a lot of attention to the women while we're back on the other side exploiting and doing everything else. So I, I would take one step further, Jamie, we don't need to have a seat at the table. It's our table. And we need to start deciding who we're going to let in because right now they've, they've corrupted it. Yeah. They, they being the other gender. Is that the idea, Mara? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not binary from I mean, I don't believe, yeah, but I, but I would say that the, the, it's not just, it's, it's not just men. It's women that are taking on the whole way of male energy and not keeping going. I mean, I don't want to start getting all esoteric because I'm, I'm, that's not my nature. But I think, that, I think that in general, some of the women players are interchangeable with male players because they're not pulling other women along. They're not necessarily collaborative. They're not doing things, you know, that I would like to see more women. Some are, and I think it's up to us to encourage more of that. Sounds like more of a character thing than a gender thing. I agree. Uh, 
Yeah. So, and, and, and by the way, I, I know Jamie knows this about me. I, I apologize for my gender and my race pretty regularly on this show because I really think the old white guy has screwed up this country, but good over a couple of hundred years. Okay. I really believe that there's more and more evidence of that every day. And, and Jamie is someone who is a CEO of a major number one edible company in North America. Are there some things that you have learned from your male counterparts or or by their mistakes? Have you learned more? Well, you know, this is um, it's an interesting topic all the way around. And I'll, I'll say this, my undergraduate degrees in women's studies. So I probably have learned, you know, on a formal level more than the average uh, person on the topic of gender studies. Um, but I will say this whole, um, you know, men bashing or, you know, lifting women up. I, I just really feel like um, I don't really want to participate in that so much or, or have a, a we they experience because there are women that I absolutely admire and love working with and learn from. And there are men that I absolutely admire and love working with and learn from. Um, a, a, and I wondered, you know, your comment about, is it a character thing? Um, I don't know if, even if it's a character thing. I think some of it's just um, the overt and the covert um, gender discrimination and racial discrimination. Uh, I think what's happened in the last administration has been essentially that, you know, the, the concept of, well, he says, he says what, um, he thinks, and he says what everybody's thinking. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, we got to go back to the time where when you had those awful thoughts, uh, it was not okay to say them. And now it's okay to say things that are not okay. And we, we were starting to backslide a little bit in some of the progress we've made and progress being things I, I think about when just the concept of make America great again, and I'm not trying to go there either, but when I think about that, and I've been thinking about that a lot for the last four or five years, six years, um, you know, what was that that made America great that they're referring to? Because I think about, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize women did not have the right to have their own bank account or to own property or, you know, we've come a long way. And then I think about the, uh, the hearings um, for the Supreme Court right now that are so shocking they're so shocking and how absurd they are and so I, I do feel like we've slid back where a woman who is so incredibly qualified and so articulate and so educated and has such a pristine record and is above reproach is getting uh confronted with children's books and ask these asinine questions and I do feel like it takes us um twice as uh, much work and we to go half as far but I also know that um, people get tired of the conversation and then you almost lose some credibility when you're known as the face of feminist business and I I'll tell you this I've been a feminist my whole life and I believe the definition of feminism is just the fact that women are people um, I believe women are people and I believe that we lead we we buy we sell we make um, hiring decisions, firing decisions, we manage cash. Um, we're doing everything 
that our male counterparts are doing. And in many circumstances, we can take COVID as a great example, and we can take the women-led um, countries that really had the best COVID records. Women are great leaders because we tend to be empathetic and we don't have to be the smartest person in the room and we don't have to be dogmatic uh, my way or the highway. Women do have a more collaborative approach, but anytime you're making a broad sweeping generalization about a race or a gender, you're going to run into trouble. And what I would say is that um, I'm glad that we celebrate women and I also hate it because I don't want to be a woman leader. I just want to be recognized as being a leader, but I also really appreciate people understanding that I sit in rooms often where I'm the only woman in the room and I'm talked over and patted on the head, you know, figuratively and discounted and mansplained. And that shit just, it does happen. Um, it happens on the daily. And so, yeah, it is hard um, to be a woman leader. And I, I do appreciate the recognition and I appreciate the opportunity to lift other women up. Um, but I would really like us to get to a place where that it isn't a thing anymore. You know, I want, I want to comment on that, if I may, Jimmy, because I, I could not agree more so. Um, the only thing that I would say, though, is that there are stereotypes are, there's always going to be exceptions, but stereotypes are, happen because there is also often history to prove out some of it. And like, I don't sit on women's panels because I feel like it's like, let's leave all the serious business to the men and then we'll throw a women's panel together and say, oh yeah, we honored the women. You know what? Stop honoring me. Just listen to me. So um, for example, I spoke at a conference the 1st of March, first day of, of, of Women History Month. And it was uh, 18 speakers and I was the only female speaker on the schedule. And um, I mentioned this to, obviously I had posted it and it, was, it went viral and all that crap, but I mentioned it at, a, at the uh, re reception uh, the night before. And one of the scientists that was speaking, um, who, I mean, he's a quasi-scientist, but he's just one of the scientists uh, the night before said, well, maybe more women need to get involved in science and stuff. And I almost <laughs> and wring his neck. Um, you know, I've been in STEM for, you know, 30, 40 years now, and whether in technology or in this or whatever. And I think that um, women have a way of um, thinking that we have to somehow be overqualified to be able to be legitimate in a way where maybe in, you know, historically males could, you know, wing it more to get there and figure it out as they go. But I think that in, in cannabis in particular, I want to see more of the um, opportunities being laid out for legacy. And those legacy tend to be more of the females. It's just, it's just the reality. When I got into this business, all the medicine makers were pretty much women. The men were more the growers and the women were the ones making medicine. So that's just gotten lost. And as a result, I think that, you know, with, with exceptions like bang, we have this like real homogenization of, and, and mediocrity around what's available now in the cannabis industry. I mean, we just have to look at this latest merger. It's like too mediocre making, you know, put them together, they just make it more mediocre. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was hanging around with the K 
Cresco Lab group last night. So I, I can totally understand the 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 fervor about MSOs. But I want to go back to something you said, Jamie, because I so appreciate that you verbalize that. The we, they, us, them, black, white, Jew, Gentile, black, white. I already said that. We are all one family of humanity. And at some point, you have to embrace the differences amongst us, even though there are plenty of things in the human element that are frail, different. And I don't care what gender it is. We have to accept that. Look, right now, we all know this. We could be blowing up the earth anytime now. We've got and someone across the ocean there over the pond doing horrible things to women and children. And for what purpose? I don't get it. I never have understood wars to begin with. I protested the Vietnam War in the 60s and 70s. And, you know, this is this is my reality is how are we ever going to advance as a human race, as a society, if we don't embrace those that are different than us? And and we should and Mara, what you just said, we should respect all people's right to have an opinion, a right to express yourself without using words that hurt because some words do hurt. Um, right. Um, and Jamie, I, I, you know, we, we've had some great discussions about all sorts of different things. Um, so I'm going to get off this heavy subject here, you know, because we are getting closer and closer to 4:20, and I do want to take a break at 4:20, like, like we always do, but I want to, first of all, give an update a little bit on bang corporation, bang nation, how is it going with them? I know that you're coming to my native state of Massachusetts because I hang out at the True Leaf uh, dispensary and Media Day, I believe, is Monday when they uh, have a soft opening of their new dispensary in Framingham. So give us an update mm -hmm. on your your company. And then, Mara, I'll come to you and get an update on your life, too. Uh, things are great. We're um, I, I just I just couldn't even I couldn't be happier. And yes, we are in Massachusetts and um, the partnership with TrueLeave is going really, really well. And, you know, one of the things I'd like to, you know, mention is that, um, you know, Kim and, and Valda and Alex, they're the three sort of C-suite people that I deal with at TrueLeave. And, uh, you know, Valda Coriat's the CMO and Alex is the CFO and, and, you know, Kim is the CEO. So you've got these two incredibly smart, competent women um, and that are, that work synergistically with Alex as the CFO. And I just, what I find is that they listen to what I have to say. Um, and one of the things that they're really, really doing, not just talking about it, not giving it lip service, but really doing is, um, they do, and they don't do it. They do it just so naturally. They have, uh, they're running an ESG program. You know, they have an environmental social governance program at uh, TrueLeave, they, they keep an eye on the things that matter as a corporate culture. So, you know, in cannabis, we have, I, I always talk about the roots and the suits. Um, you know, my dad's been ca a cannabis grower for over 50 years, you know, going on 56 years, definitely a root, um, you know, risked life and liberty uh, for the plant. And what I would say is that uh, I never considered myself a root. I consider myself a suit. And then, you know, you go into these meetings uh, and this happens to me where I'm, you know, I call it out kissing frogs. Like I'm going to open a new state. I'm going to go talk to all these, 
these, you know, invariably it tend, it's, it's always guys. I go talk to a bunch of guys about, you know, we bring bang to the state and, um, you know, the one exception is in Illinois, I'm dealing with a woman named Laurel Deniff. Uh, she runs Bedford Grow and, um, strong, powerful, really intelligent woman. Um, but to answer your question, it's going great. And I will say this, um, not all corporate cannabis is evil. And, uh, there's, when you're a woman leader, sometimes you have a target on your back. And I just want to, um, I just want to say that, um, I'm really happy to be part of the truly family because I I'm on the inside, um, from a woman that's grown up with a root as a father, I can tell you that they've got their priorities straight. That's great. Mara, what's, what's the latest on your world? Uh, uh, I'm always fascinated with what you're up to. Go ahead. So I, uh, I moved to Mexico at the end of January last year. So I've been down here. I'm in La Paz down at the, at the, down in, in Southern uh, Baja California, sir. And um, it, I figured it doesn't really matter where I am because I'm going to either be on Zoom or an airplane. So what's the difference? And um, I am, uh, I'm now manufacturing Aunt Zelda's in South Africa and exporting from there. We're in Brazil and we're looking at other countries that we're moving into now. Um, I am going to be reintroducing Aunt Zelda's into California. I just got so tired of it's, I mean, very different than Bang. We are a 100% strictly medical brand. We've been an R&D company for 11, 12 years now, collecting data around patients. I mean, it's a completely different, it has nothing to do with dispensaries. It has nothing to do with bud tenders. It's a medical discussion. And so after Prop 64, it just didn't really work for us anymore. So I've been reestablishing how to do that. And one of the things that I did was um, my software platform that uh, physicians use with their patients and, and whatnot in order to manage their care and set up dosing protocols. And then we are able to use that data for doing preclinical and clinical trials. Um, I used uh, COVID not traveling to rebuild it, to make it scalable so that it's not just for internal use anymore. Now it's starting to have other doctors that are using it. And we're rolling it out strategically so that it doesn't get overwhelmed before I can fix it in case it breaks. And um, so I'm very excited about the software. I'm very excited about um, uh, some of the groups that are looking, whether they're um, uh, insurance companies or medical practices around the, the country and around the world to be able to utilize it. I've also uh, been working with a group out of Brazil called We Can uh, Academy. Um, or we can endo something, something, something anyway, but we can Academy. And um, the uh, founder of it uh, came to me, she's a neurosurgeon, and she came to me a couple of years ago uh, asking if I would help her develop this, you know, be part of developing this, this uh, education platform for physicians. And what I said was that I felt like it would be better done by physicians and I'm happy to participate. But I know how physicians are. Physicians like, I mean, there's exceptions. There's no, you know, there's a million exceptions. You know, hyperbole has no business in any of our discussions here, including using the word any. But um, physicians learn better from physicians. 
Um, and I'm an engineer. So, you know, I, I don't have the, the credibility for some of them. It's going to take somebody who's very, whose ego is in, in the right uh, size in order to be able to handle somebody who's not a physician telling them how to treat their patients. So I said, I'll be happy to participate. But I've been participating quite a lot and um, teaching classes and whatnot. And then they're the group that are heading up the import into Brazil. So, you know, all of that between, you know, building a house in La Paz, you know, building and rebuilding and uh, deploying our software platform and reintroducing Aunt Zelda's, you know, my plate's fairly full. Yeah. And that, but that, that's what makes you alive. It keeps you going, right? It, it, it's, it's similar to uh, working in the, in, in the cannabis space. The, you know, I really do feel like we're all part of history here. We're, we're right, rewriting the end of prohibition. We're enlightening the public about this plant and its benefits. And we all have this mission. And, and the, the similarities of the passion of the people in the industry, I think, is probably the strongest part of the industry. Um, and you guys have been in it a lot longer than I have as far as being in a business as opposed to, you know, being I'm much older than both of you. So let's cut to the chase. All right. I get that. I get that. Mara, if you want, I'm going to just give you an open invite. If you want to hang out in the Zoom room, you certainly can. If you if if you have something else to do, Mike, by all means, go ahead and do it. I know it is busy. And, and I think it's if you're in La Paz, I think that's Pacific Coast time. Right. Actually, so, normally it's uh, it's uh, normally it's mountain time, but we don't change our clocks until November 3rd. I mean, sorry, sorry, April 3rd. But so, and by the way, isn't yeah. it amazing that the only thing our government could agree on unanimously is to get rid of daylight savings? <laughs> I mean, that shows you how pathetic our government is right now. Anyway, I, I digress because I can. Um, Jamie Pearson from Bang Nation, hang in there. Mara, up to you. We'd love to have you. Um, but that we are going to take our 420 break a few minutes late. But based on what I see in the chat room already, they have already imbibed on a Friday afternoon. And I certainly don't mind that at all. So we're going to take a break. Celebrate I just want to say, yeah, go ahead. I just want to say, Mara, I'm so happy to actually do this with you. Uh, we've got Ooh. a mutual friend and Bobby Paley. She tells me so much about you and loves you so much. And so I, now I get it. I was the first oh, time I've been on a panel with you. Yeah. I can't believe it in all these years. Sorry, Jimmy. Cause it's no. a mutual admiration where we've been trying to, I've been trying to like, why do our pants not? Because you know what happens? People take and they compartmentalize. She's medical and science and she's right. It's like they just Rack. take yeah. it. And it's like, no, we're two people working with this plant with different delivery mechanisms at the end of it, but it's, you know, there's room for all of it and we should all be doing sure. it together, not compartmentalizing it that way. Right. Jimmy, I have my sisters here visiting me and I'm awesome. going to go, yeah, go take her to the beach, but thank you so much for having Bye. me. I look forward to next time, Jamie and Jimmy. Yes, all right, you got it. There goes Mara Gordon. We're going to take our 420 break a little late and it's time for Shanty. Hey, 
You want to grow your own plants? Check out Style Lighting's Grow Kit. It has everything you need to become an expert home grower and bring the power of the sun indoors. Style Lighting uses TCP's high-powered commercial LEDs that deliver twice the output in the market. The Grow Kit has a grow bag, a timer, chains to hang the light, and of course the best in the business lighting system by TCP. Check out stylelighting.shop for more information. Hi, my name's Tai Chang. I'm the president and founder of Aloha Green Apothecary in Hawaii. We're a vertically integrated medical cannabis company with three dispensaries, uh, one extraction lab, and one cultivation center near the North Shore of Oahu. We have over 150 employees now, and we've been working with Adaptive HR to meet our, meet our human resource needs. We're super excited to work with them as we expand, and we've grown uh, at least two, three times over the last two years. So we look forward to a good relationship with Adaptive, and uh, come visit us in Hawaii anytime. Aloha. My name is Janice O'Reilly. I'm a partner with AAF CPAs, a national CPA firm that specializes in cannabis. We're based out of Boston. We have been working with Adaptive HR for several years and have recommended them to our clients, who have all been extremely happy with their service and their responsiveness. Calling all growers with Liz Grow is supported by the Grow Kit from StyleLighting.shop. Adaptive HR, built for your cannabis business. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. By Accounting Buds, your accountant in cannabis. And by Salient Video Surveillance Systems for today and tomorrow's security. 